All right, and I believe we are live, and I sound should be good to go. What's up, everybody? It's always a hassle when we could bring it back into the studio office, but uh, we, we get it rolling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to everyone. It is Monday, August 7th, year of the Lord, 2023. We've got a lot in the agenda today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what's up, everybody? Queso, Mar Marie, uh, good morning to you guys. Lena, it is Monday. It, you know what? A lot of people, it's a PSYOP. They want you to hate Mondays. The establishment, the PSYOP, the government, they want you to hate Mondays and gentlemen. Don't hate Mondays. It is a reminder that you have a purpose, a purpose from God to fulfill, whatever that looks like. Doesn't matter if you're a receptionist, doesn't matter if you're a doctor, doesn't matter if you're a lawyer, doesn't matter what you do, ladies and gentlemen. Monday is a constant reminder that you have a purpose on this earth and never, ever forget that. The establishment does not want you to remember that. They want you to dread Mondays. They want you to lay down on Sundays, on Sunday night and think to yourself, oh, tomorrow's back, back to work. Oh, this is not, it is your purpose, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we do have a couple of announcements that I'll be sharing with you guys. Um, we also have, uh, obviously, what's happening today in Clown World. A <laughs> NASCAR driver has been suspended indefinitely for liking a George Floyd meme. For liking a meme, we are now suspending people indefinitely. We're going to get into that conversation of, you know, sure, there's freedom of speech, but is there freedom from consequence? If you are the employer, should you have the right to be able to fire your employees for liking a meme? Mm, we'll talk about that. We'll dive into that. Um, I'll also show you guys the meme that this person ended up liking. I thought it was uh, pretty interesting, uh, but he's not the only a uh, celebrity that's uh, been apologizing as of late, Jamie Foxx apologizing to the Jewish community, and then Jennifer Aniston for liking Jamie Foxx's post, also having to apologize. It seems like there is a circle, circling firing squad of celebrities. I know what you guys are thinking. Also, Mr. Uh, you know, who cares, right? <laughs> but it does go into the conversation that even a lot of regular people, um, I, I have a lot of followers that say, you know what, uh, there's things that I don't like online. There's people I don't follow because I don't want my employer to find out. And so just like us, celebrities are just regular people uh, that have to deal with these real life consequences. And we'll dive into that. Uh, Mr. Neo himself, uh, artist, and art, I think he's an R&B or hip hop artist. Uh, yo, Armet is R is Neo R and B or hip hop? R and B. Okay, there you go. You heard it from Armet himself. That's why we keep around the office, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know if it's R and B or hip hop. Uh, but he's also had to apologize because of something that he said about parents taking control over the children's lives and the whole trans ideology is getting out of hand. He's now had to apologize as well. And then uh, speaking of transgenderism, we also have. First in the nation, we already knew it was coming, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it looks like the Air Force Clinic out in Texas is starting, uh, initiating or continuing gender transition while in service at the, at the expense of taxpayer. We already knew this was happening. And of course, this is a loophole that the federal government has found to come after red states. Ladies and gentlemen, the future is now. Uh, but for, before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure that uh, good morning, Marcia. Uh, <laughs> she's usually in my stream. I get to say good morning to her in person because I'm in the office. Uh, but you know what? It's um, 
it's it's uh, i haven't confirmed though uh rosie says good morning anthony i saw someone come on live last night to say that nascar suspension was from 2020 i don't think that's from 2020 this is uh breaking news uh this happened just uh last night i don't know we'll we'll, we'll dive into it either way because i think it's important part of conversation should employers be able to fire you for liking memes oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i thought this was america i'm sorry uh, but we'll jump right into that. All right. So just make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And, uh, you know, you share this with at least two friends uh, this week. Mr. James Pineda, good morning. How are you, my friend? All right. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we, I do have an announcement on September 17th. Saturday, that is a Saturday, by the way. I will be in Aromas, California. Uh, this is the CRA, Santa Cruz, Monterey, and San Benito Air, uh, counties presenting Calling All Parents. There's a free barbecue in it for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It says, are you aware of how the California legislature is affecting your family? I have been invited my, by my good friend over Latinos for Medical Freedom. Her name is Karina Powers. I will be the keynote speaker on this day. Again, uh, set your reminders, set your calendars. Saturday, September 4, uh, 17th in Aromas, California, I will be the keynote speaker alongside uh, Karina Powers, Latinos for Medical Freedom, Tracy Henderson of California Parents Union, Karen Amigon uh, from Stand Up California, Erin Friday, she's an attorney and parent activist, uh, Jennifer Greninger of SLO School Board Trustee, and Max Bonilla, Gen Z independent journalist. Uh, uh, Max Bonilla is a really good guy out there uh, at the state capitol, keeping people up to date. So this is just going to be like a little town hall. I am the keynote speaker. I'm honored to be the keynote speaker. Once again, you guys already know what we do. We are trying to go all throughout California informing uh, parents, informing voters. You know what's interesting is I actually had a um, conversation with my mother-in-law yesterday. She's predominantly Spanish-speaking, very limited English, and we had her over for dinner last night, Sunday. And I actually just sat down with her and, and I talked to her and I talked to her about politics. I, I asked her point of view of where she gets her news from. I asked her if she's up to date with some of the legislation that's being passed. I asked her about how she voted in November 2022. And ladies and gentlemen, we have work to do. There is a lot of work. Uh, she is very plugged in uh, with the local Spanish-speaking community. She's very plugged in with, with the immigrant community uh, in her hometown of San Fernando uh, here in California. And um, it's, it's, it's tragic, and I wish that we had more opportunity to be able to reach out to these people, to reach out to them and and be able to, you know, just do better to inform them, to do better to inform them and and, and teach them and and show them about policies and such. And it's it's really just tragic to to know that despite some of the work that we've been doing, we still have large gaps to fill. And that's why I believe that uh Town halls like this are very important. It's important that not only you attend, uh, but it's also important for you to invite family. Um, this is a bilingual event. Uh, we have flyers in Spanish. It's so important for you to get your family and your friends out there because it's the only way that they're going to know. I've often said on the show that you guys are ambassadors of truth, meaning that it is your duty. I have had so many people reach out to me and say, Anthony, you know, but how, how can I share this or how can I get my Abuelita, my abuelito, my tío, my tía, my aunt and uncle to tune in to you. And I'm like, just have you considered sharing the link? 
<laughs> you know, if you consider that, uh, what I will say is obviously going to 2024, we want to expand what we are doing. That's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen. I know I'm starting off early here on Monday, but uh, we really need your support. $5, $10, whatever you can give. It, it only helps with get, being able to do town halls like this, being able to travel, uh, being able to get to more people, to more communities. Uh, because in talking with my mother-in-law, I see that there's still a huge disconnect. And I asked her, what what things could I do, me personally, could I do to better inform her, to better inform people in her position that are immigrants from other countries that have now become residents or citizens, uh, but that still need to be informed severely on the policies, the local policies. And there's just that disconnect there. And so we're trying everything we can, you know, if, if you have, if you're not donating or you haven't subscribed to help out my work, I would just ask that you please consider 2024 is around, around the corner. If anything, don't look at the presidential, especially here in California. Look at the hyperlocal. We can create change at the very local level. The city councils, the school boards, we can flip so many local elections and, and seats, but only if we target these people and are able to inform them. Uh, there's more than just podcasting that goes on. There's a lot that go happens behind the scenes. There's town halls like this upcoming one where we are informing the people because this is what we need to do. It's not just about sitting behind a camera and just saying base things, saying red pill things. It's about engaging community. It's about knocking door to door and informing people. And that's exactly what we want to do. Inform with Anthony is not just me sitting in a studio that's decently lit. Today, it's pretty well lit. Um, with a group of people to see how we can grow engagement online. It's also about how can we grow engagement inside the community itself. I did this in 2018. We did this in 2020. We did this in the special recall election with Gavin Newsom. We did this in 2022. And the only way we've been able to do it and the only way we do it larger and better going to 2024 and, and able to reach bigger community is with your donations, with your subscriptions, what, whichever you wish to do. So as little as $5, as little as $10 a month, you guys can can help out. So patreon.com forward slash inform with Anthony. Um, it's the only platform that lets me keep the, the most amount. Um, they, they only take anywhere between 5 and 12%. And if you're a smaller creator like myself, they take less. So I think right now I'm up to like 7% or 8% that they only take. So most of the money that you give will be directly to me. Um, and, and, and it's not for my Bugatti. It is for us to be able to actually inform the community, keep the lights on, reach people online, but also on the ground, which is extremely, extremely important. So again, uh, this is going to be September 17th. It's going to be a town hall. You need to RSVP for address. Um, uh, all links are in my bio, of course. Uh, but for RSVP, RSVP for address, 831-531-6714. Just text that number. Let them know, hey, I'm really interested in attending this event. Um, or you can also email callingallparents@proton.me. Uh, so again, you can you can RSVP. I highly recommend that you make your way out there. This is again Saturday, September seventeenth. It's almost a month and a half ahead, you know. So uh, if if you have plans, cancel them. I'm kidding, of course. But if you can make it out there, it is uh, doors open at one, from one to four p.m. Uh, there's going to be food there. Come and hang out. Let's have a conversation. Ask me the questions in person. Uh, and then uh, see for yourself how tall I really am. Uh, but again, RSVP for address 831-531-6714, or you can email callingallparents@proton.me. If you know any other people that would be very interested in this, uh, let them know as well. 
All right, let's jump into this very first article. Quote, he liked the meme. We live in an Orwellian hellscape. NASCAR driver suspended indefinitely for liking George Floyd meme. So it says here, um, uh, this is uh, Libby M. M. Emmons out of the Post Millennial. Um, and first, I'm going to jump into the independent. I want to see what they have to say, and then we'll jump into a more conservative leaning outlet. But it says a NASCAR driver has been suspended from racing after reporting liking a meme mocking George Floyd, a black man killed by a white police officer in 2020. Driver Noah Graxon was suspended indefinitely and will not be allowed to participate in the Racing League's Cup Series on Sunday. Uh, his team, Legacy Motor Club, confirmed that the suspension is related to his actions on social media, according to CNN. Problems for Gregson began when a screenshot showing his Instagram account began circulating on social media. The account associated with Gregson reportedly like, and it's important that you guys understand this little piece of context right here. The account associated with Gregson reportedly liked a meme mocking Mr. Floyd, whose death helped spark a wave of protests across the nation in 2020. Now, somebody said, um, uh, you know, Rosie said, good morning, Anthony. I saw someone come on live last night to say that NASCAR suspension was from 2020. Um, again, everything indicates that this is recent. I think what they mean is that the 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 death of George Floyd happened back in 2020. Um, and, and it's important to note that it says the account associated with Gregson reportedly liked the meme. So, if you guys don't know, there's a lot of social media influencers. There's a lot of celebrities that um, uh, they don't run their accounts. Uh, one big example, Charlie Kirk, he has openly admitted that he doesn't run his accounts. He has a team for that. Um, and so I'm sure there's a lot of parameters, not trying to make an excuse for the guy because he's already apologized. Regardless, right? If it's your name attached to it, you got to make sure that you're paying attention to what's being liked, what's being commented from that account. And that, you know, everything is within policy. Um, but it says the account associated with Gregson reportedly liked the meme mocking Mr. Floyd, whose death helped spark a wave of protest. The meme shows a photo of Mr. Floyd's face and includes a reference to his death. I don't know why they didn't, you know, uh, uh, say it, but that's why I wanted to bring in the post millennial because they actually shared the meme. Hopefully we don't get given a strike because of this. I don't know, but it, I think it's important for you guys to see for context. It says NASCAR driver suspended definitely for liking a George, George Floyd meme. This is August 5th, 2023. Um, no, it's okay, Rosie. Don't worry. Uh, it says my apologies, Anthony. I went back and listened. He was talking about a different driver suspended in 2020 for racial slur. No worries, Rosie. Uh, that's why we're here to inform ourselves, right? Inform with Anthony. Um, so it says here, NASCAR driver Gre Noah Gregson has been suspended indefinitely by his team for liking a meme mocking George Floyd. Graxon later said after the blowback from the incident, quote, I am disappointed in myself for my lack of attention and actions on social media. The meme of Floyd is his face. And then this is the meme here. I'll describe it for the audio only listeners. The meme of Floyd is his face on the crab from the little mermaid with a caption saying, and then it shows um, a crab and then it has George Floyd on it um, under the knee, under the knee. And it says, uh, connecting the song to Under the Sea. So obviously, if you guys haven't seen that, stop laughing in the comment section. <laughs> you guys are going to get us banned. We are condemning this as a whole, right, informed community? <laughs> so, so it shows the meme here, Under the Knee, Under the Knee. And then as you guys can see here at the very bottom, it says, liked by Noah Gragson and 77,000 other people. 
It says NASCAR said that Gragson violated the member code of conduct of the league, quote, following his actions on social media. NASCAR has determined that Gragson has violated the member conduct section of the 2023 NASCAR rulebook and has placed him under indefinite suspension. Uh, and then here is the uh, tweet by NASCAR. Again, this is August 5th, 2023. It says, last year, Gragson won the Xfinity Series, quote, most popular driver award. The Legacy Motor Club, the team Gragson has been on, said in a statement, we have made the decision to suspend Noah Gragson effective immediately regarding his actions that do not represent the values of our team. The 25-year-old driver is from Las Vegas and is in his first full season of the Cup Series. In a response to the Legacy Motor Club statement on Twitter, Gregson said, I understand the severity of the situation. I love and appreciate everyone. So this is Noah Gregson over on his Twitter or X account, I guess. It says, I am disappointed in myself for my lack of attention and action on social media. I understand the severity of the situation. I love and appreciate everyone. I try to treat everyone equally no matter who they are. I messed up plain and simple so even though the independent said that it was an account associated with them it seems like he's whether it was him or it was somebody that ran his accounts i don't know uh personally just so that you guys are aware uh there are people that also handle my social media here at gas pack uh, they have access to my accounts so sometimes if they really wanted to they can destroy my career by posting something extremely offensive but i'm already pretty offensive and extremist all on my own so i don't know if there's anything that they could do that could really uh, piss off my audience unless they try to make it see no i don't know anyway i'll leave it up to them to see how they wish to uh destroy my career i'm not going to give them any ideas that's why i didn't finish that unless it says uh gragson was previously set to take part in a race at the michigan international speedway on sunday he will now be replaced by josh berry who will drive the number 42 chevrolet he was doing relatively well up until his, his suspension gregson ranked number 33 33 you say mm. illuminati confirmed in points during his first full season in NASCAR's top division. It is not known how long this ban from NASCAR may last for Gragson. There is a possibility that suspension is permanent given that Gragson's team is currently weighing if they want to replace him during the next season, according to Athletic. Okay, so this is what we have. Obviously, the headline sounds bogus, meaning, come on, dude, for liking a meme, you guys see what the meme is. I described it for the audio-only listeners. Is it in bad taste? Sure. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, George Floyd, like him or hate him, making fun of a man's death. I don't know. I leave that up to the dark and twisted people that follow me to decide if this is appropriate or not. <laughs> I leave it up to you guys. Me personally, you know, um, I have a lot of employees here, Armet being one of them, um, you know, but, uh, you know, he comes in from time to time. We need a, a diversity quota in the office. But if you were to like a meme online, love you, Armet. <laughs> 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 he's just in the back laughing um you know uh if somebody likes it, it, it come on man you know what i'm saying it's it's so but i get it like okay it's nascar you know there's already a lot of problems with nascar you know the let's go brandon that infamously came from the nascar you know world um I, and i don't mean problems like i have a problem with it but there's just been a lot of you know, uh, news cycles around it. Then you had what the uh, the guy that had the the noose, you know, in the NASCAR, and then it turns out that it was just like the little door handle for it and for the garage. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like NASCAR is always making national news or headlines for all the wrong reasons. That's up to you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, here's 
you know, should we have the liberty to be able to like memes? I, I think so. And maybe the lawyers have to go back and restipulate like, look, man, you shouldn't be able to punish someone or suspend someone for simply liking a meme. To me, that's just very outlandish. That's not very freedom like, you know, it goes back to like that, you know, uh, South Park episode like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, you know, it's just one of those things where like, where where is this headed? You know, like where? It, it, we already know that if you are a influencer, if you are sitting on, a, I guess, a seat that not many people are sitting on, meaning you have social influence, you have power. People like Andrew Tate, for example, whatever he does is always going to be scrutinized under a microscope because of the large following that he has. Ironically enough, we'll talk a little bit about Andrew Tate today uh, based off on a reel that's going very viral. And I think it's extremely important to talk on. This is something that I had talked about before in Andrew Tate, but we'll get that to the, later down in the episode. But I, I actually just started listening to Candace Owens and uh, Andrew Tate's interview today. There's a lot of division there. There's a lot of why did she do this? There is a lot of uh, conservatives kind of coming after Candace Owens and trying to expose her for being unfair and politically biased and biased towards the Tates. Oh, you know, she didn't ask the hard questions, so on and so forth. I don't know. You guys know me. I um, try not to get too involved with that. You know, I, I, I try to just bring you guys the news. Sometimes it's a little trendy, sometimes just a little cultural. And I'll give you guys my take on it. But to, to go down and like dissect a conservative influencer and be like, oh, look at this person. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about that. But going back to the NASCAR stuff, I, I think that maybe this is like Noah's fault for, right? That's his name. Did I just name my son? Oh, yeah. Noah, Noah Gragson. Yeah, that is my son's name also, Noah. But if it goes against your... Like if there's something in your contract that says you will be, you know, your social media is also akin to you and your name. We want you representing it well. We cannot have you liking memes. I can't think of a single conservative outlet that would be canceling people for memes that they like, even if they're, quote unquote, in poor taste. If anything, I almost feel like conservatives are rewarded for it. Uh, I, I know a lot of controversial people, uh, people uh, that work for Blaze Media, people that work. And it seems like they're almost rewarded for putting extremely uh, controversial stuff, making controversial statements, political biases, whatever the case might be. Uh, so at least I'd like to say for the most part um, on the conservative side, except if you start talking about, you know, like Nick Fuentes or or you bring up the J word, then it seems like the right and the left will cancel you for it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think this is pretty dumb to suspend Noah. I, I think if anything, they especially suspended indefinitely. If anything, like give the guy a fine, you know, like, Hey, you breached your contract. Now we've got negative press because of it. You know, you're going to be fine a hundred thousand dollars. And now you got to go to like, you know, I don't know, whatever they want to do, you know, like you got to make sure you go to rehab for six months for liking memes. Like, I don't know, whatever, you know, the case, way. but to suspend someone indefinitely, this just kind of seems, I don't know, man, you know, it's just, uh, the ICAS on over on the chat says 13 years ago, my friend asked why I didn't use my real name on Facebook. Here you go. It was inevitable. I kind of agree with that, I guess. I understand that like a lot of people wish to remain anonymous online for this specific reason. Me personally, I don't know. I, I guess I could argue that since I left the military in 2017, 
I've always just kind of worked little little jobs here and there, you know, and then that now this is my career, right? Politics and, and political commentary and, and news and reporting. I've never cared. Like, I, I don't fear anyone. Like, even if I worked for somebody and they messaged me and they're like, hey, man, like we, we caught you liking memes. You shouldn't like we need you to remove it. We need you to. I'd be like, no, I, I think I'm good, you know. And, and and they would be like, well, you know, you're breaching your contract. I'm like, well, then, you know, fire me then. If you feel like this is so egregious, then just fire me. I, I understand, ICAS, you know, like what you're saying. Me personally, like that's just, I just wouldn't care. You know, if somebody has a complaint, like, hey, man, like this guy's liking like memes of George Floyd, sue me. You know, like I, I don't care. Um, and to me, like that's that's what and I've always advocated for this personally. And I know a lot of people don't agree is if you're online, um, regardless of what social media you're on, it should be your profile picture of an updated picture of you and your driver's license should be attached to your social media account. And anything you say should be attributed to you if you're bold enough um, to to say things, whether they're edgy, whether they're racist, whatever it is, it should be attributed to you. Now, personally, the reason I say that is because um, there's a lot of anonymous accounts. There's a lot of FBI agents pretending to be based, you know, online and they say edgy things, you know, edgelord things. And it turns out that it's like just federal agents. Um, but I, what I will say is, is this, I think it would stop like 90, 90% of the nonsense online. I think it would end racism effectively because now your name is attached to the racist comment that you said. Um, but also, um, I, I, I just think it's it's just better as a whole. Uh, but I also don't think that I think that every contract with every employer should be you cannot fire someone for something they said on digital media, whether they were serious or not. That's just me personally. Like, I, I think it, there should be two laws. One of them is every single online profile should be attached to a real human being. No bots, no fake accounts, no federal agents pretending to be based girls or based boys, whatever, on Telegram chats. And then they're just harv harvesting data. And, um, and even like the FBI secret accounts should be labeled like Fed, you know, or Glowy next to their name because it's like, hey, you got to let people know that you're actually a federal agent and this is what you're doing. But um, that's just me personally. And to me, there's nothing anyone can say online that I, I would be like, wow, this person deserves to be fired for that. You know, just let people say, like, if you're really that edgy, if you're really that racist, just put your name next to it. Let's see how racist you really are. You know, um, that's just me personally, me personally. I know a lot of people think that's crazy. That's just me. But also, that's why I said it's got to be both. It's got to be both. It's, there's got to be a law that says any social media that you create has to be attached to your real updated photo with your real name on it. Um, and and then or like a little name like uh, your at can be whatever. But then your real name has to be attached there somewhere, kind of like a LinkedIn profile, I guess. We don't need to know where you work, et cetera. We don't need to know where you live, et cetera. Th that doesn't matter. Um, but uh, also, you cannot be fired for saying things online. So in this case, this seems completely overboard and it's, I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous that you can now, there are things that you can't say and there are things that you can't say because essentially you don't know who's genuine anymore. That's really what it boils down to. You don't know if someone's being honest or if they're being disingenuous. And that's actually a perfect segue into this 
this next one by by People Magazine, talking about people being genuine and not genuine. Jamie Foxx offers his deepest apologies after being accused of anti-Semitism and post, quote, I'm sorry. And so Jamie Foxx, first of all, it's kind of weird that this guy was like in the hospital and then his family lied, saying that he was perfectly fine and then he's not fine. And then now he shows up. Apparently, he showed up and made a social media post on the same day that there was a Netflix movie coming out of him. And apparently, he has a clone, something along those lines. Odd timing, right? Or that he has a body double and he comes out and makes a video. A lot of people alleging that it wasn't him in the video. I don't know. I'm not an AI expert. I don't know how these things work, right? CGI expert. I want to say it's him. It just looked like he lost a lot of weight because he was in the hospital, apparently intubated, and he almost died, according to his own words. And then he comes out and he makes a social media post talking about, quote, you know, they 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 killed Jesus. And I'm going to read the quote for you guys. And then he's apologized for that. So this is what it says. Jamie Foxx is apologizing for comments he made in a now deleted Instagram post that were perceived by some as anti-Semitic. I wonder who those some were. Interesting. Quote, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who was offended by my post. The actor 55 wrote in a statement on Saturday addressing his now deleted post from a day prior. Quote, I know I now know my choice of words have caused offense and I'm sorry. That was never my intent. Sharing what he meant with his original post, Fox continued to clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend, and that's what I meant with they, not anything more. He added, I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. Fox then concluded his post writing, my deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Nothing but love. Always, Jamie Fox." And then this is uh, his uh, post. And then this is the one that he deleted and that people found offensive. It says, in his since deleted social media post, Fox wrote, quote, they killed this dude named Jesus. And this is the they that everyone was saying. What do they mean by they? It says, what do you think they'll do to you over a black background? Alongside the statement, Fox also used the hashtag fake friends and fake love. So again, the original post was they... Nobody knows who they was, except Jamie Foxx followed up and said, they, meaning a good friend of mine, that is no longer a friend. They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? And everyone's like, what the heck is this guy going on about, right? Is he having a Kanye moment? I don't know. That's what people were questioning, right? Now, what's interesting about this is that obviously people went to that post and liked the post. One of those people just so happened to be Miss Jennifer Aniston herself. So it says here, Jennifer Aniston, who appeared to like Fox's uh, uh, Jamie Foxx's Friday post in a screenshot shared by a wider frame, an outlet, an outlet that aims to provide, quote, a better overall understanding and scope of Jewish world news per its website, addressed the situation on her Instagram story after she came under scrutiny. So apparently... There is a website that is ran by Jewish people that take a look at celebrities and what they're liking to make sure that there's no anti-Semitism. Okay, this is the first I'm hearing about this. Not necessarily shocked. Obviously, we've got like the ADL, Stop Anti-Semitism, and other places. So it says here, um, Jennifer Aniston, this is what she posted in her story because, again, there was this image here. Let me see here. Not this one. 
Wait, can I go down? Yes, I can. So here's Jamie Foxx's, as you guys can see it here on the right. This is his original post. I am Jamie Foxx over on Instagram. They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you, fake friends? And then right here on the bottom per Instagram, it says, like by Jennifer Aniston. So Jennifer Aniston liked this post. And because she liked it, that's enough. So it says here uh, by the website, it says uh, a wider frame. It says actor Jamie Foxx posts horrifically anti-Semitic message to his 16.7 million followers. Now, what's interesting about this is the post. All it says is they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. What exactly is anti-Semitic about this post? If, if they would have allowed Jamie Foxx to explain, which he later did, then he could have clarified. Why not reach out to him? Why not reach out to him like, hey, we just want to make sure what's what's going on here. Why is it automatically assumed that this is in, the intent of this post is anti-Semitic in nature? Actor Jamie Foxx posts horrifically anti-Semitic message. But the message is, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Call me naive. Call me dumb. I'm okay with that. What about this is anti-Semitic? And then especially after he clarified. And he said, this has nothing to do about being anti-Semitic or having anything to do with, with the Jewish community. So this is Jennifer Aniston making her apology on her stories for liking the post. Once again, being penalized for liking the post. It says, this really makes me sick. I did not, quote, like this post on purpose or by accident. And more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this show, by this showing up on their feeds. I do not support any form of anti-Semitism, and I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. What is she talking about? Now, again, it says here, I didn't I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. So again, it could have been someone that was running her social media. Not not, you know, uh, highly unlikely or or this could have definitely happened, but apparently she was made to apologize because apparently there is this website a wider frame that goes around popular celebrities and seeing like who likes what very eerie very or willing in nature i would hate having someone track my likes because man they're gonna get into some dark dark stuff ladies and gentlemen uh with the memes that i'd be liking um but you know that's again the life of the celebrity you know and, and it being under the public eye and having such an audience of this magnitude is now everybody thinks you're anti-Semitic. Everyone thinks things are not what they are. If you just called them and clarified, they could probably just tell you themselves, hey, what's going on? Um, but you know what? It, it Again, it, it's part and parcel. And again, you know, this isn't so, so much as in uh, let's, let's hear what celebrities have to say. It's not about that. It's just the current cancel culture. And, and should we be punishing people for liking stuff or posting stuff online? Um, you know, uh, a lot of people say there's freedom of speech, but there's no freedom of consequence. It's just like the the age old argument. You can't just yell fire inside of a 
of, of a movie theater, you know, there's consequences to that. There's penalties to that, which I kind of agree it to some extent, you know, like, uh, don't just go into a movie theater and yell fire and have everyone evacuate, you know, um, if there's no penalties then how will we get people to stop doing it? Right. But liking a meme online, posting a personal message with a friend, like, dude, this is my friend. I thought this was my friend. I can't believe it. This is not. Now, what I will say is if this has anything to do with a friend, why did, why didn't that, why not just mention the feud with that friend? Why, why go so vague and say they killed Jesus? What do you think they'll do to you? What does that even mean? Who's they? And if you meant one friend, yeah, somebody said it here in the chat. Maybe they were just using their preferred pronouns. <laughs> so maybe the friend of Jamie Foxx goes by they. And you know what? That would have been a perfect, like if I was his publicist, if I was like a social media manager, I'd be like, hey, just, just say it was your friend that goes by they, you know? Um, that would have been That would have been a kicker, huh? And be like, hey, I just didn't want to be discriminatory to my friend that goes by they. Goes by they because they have many names, just like Legion. Pope Francis is – that's so funny. The top three things out of the five trending on Twitter right now are Pope Francis, the Pope, and the Mark of the Beast. Pretty interesting stuff, huh, ladies and gentlemen? But this is moving on to the next celebrity. It's not just liking memes. It's not just what you post that could be anti-Semitic. But now, apparently, uh, this was, um, I believe it was yesterday. Yes, August uh, 6th. Breaking. Grammy, and this is Dom Loker over on um, uh, Twitter, it says, or now X. It says, Breaking Grammy Award singer and writer Neo just said, when did it become okay for a 12-year-old boy say he wants to be a girl? He also spoke on the importance of removing trigger warnings and how California was approving laws that made it easier for the government to take your kids. Jess Hilarious, a black female comedian, recently spoke out against trans men, claiming that a female period is also the right. There appears to be an increasing amount of black celebrities uh, speaking against the grooming, speaking out against the grooming of children. Should liberal media silence uppity, I'm not going to say the word, like they normally do. Uh, if just, your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that? You just let Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, just, I don't get that. Don't and get to that. medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that, it affects their brain. It affects their organs. It makes them sick. But they're not allowed to do drugs. They're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. We can medicate them. He can't them drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Right. Oh, right. What sex orientation? And he can cut off his peepee. And and that to me that makes no sense whatsoever. Is, so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they 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 either passed or are trying to pass a law in L.A. that states if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no, they can take your kid for you. Yeah, them. that's true. Just passed in California. That does that makes no sense. They want us to have no control over our- I I don't know if that part specifically is true. Uh there's about 40 seconds after the video. I understand that there are laws that make it easy. Like one of the laws that just passed, I forget which SB Senate bill it was, but it does if you are a divorcing parent, the parent that and you have a child that is looking for gender affirming care, 
the judge considers which parent is more pro trans and LGBT and affirming for the child into consideration. And essentially the one that is willing to affirm the child into this new gender would be the one that gets custody of the child. And again, that's a very unique scenario. And I've talked about this before. I don't, I don't know of any law that if your kid wants to go through gender affirming therapy, mutilation, chopping off body parts so they can be the other gender, whatever you wish to call it. I don't think of any law that if you say no to them, that the, that the state can just take them away just like that. I'm not aware of any law. Now, I understand that there are like nuances. I understand that, again, there is this bill that's that's going. But again, that's that's in a very unique scenario, meaning if there are parents that are getting divorced and it just so happens that their children have already initiated or are going through gender affirming care or going through the transition to go from one sex to the other. That the parent that is most tolerant, I guess, or, or, or willing to go through that transition with their children, then they get custody of the kid. It doesn't mean that the other parent cannot see them. It just means whoever is willing to go through that therapy with their children will get custody of the kid. And it will no longer just be like in most cases, it goes to the mother. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to clear that up. So. Our children. I don't, I don't get it. In schools. I don't get it. Hospitals, libraries. Yeah. They just want to manipulate you got to understand when they're so young and they're already, that's impressionable. That's right. Mm -hmm. And from them, they're going to believe what you say. I mean, yeah. we say Santa Claus is real, you know, the Easter and they bunny. It, like, right. Exactly. Like, gotta, they know what they're doing. Remember who you're dealing with. Like, I, I don't, I, I can't take credit for it, but it, I heard somebody say one time, it was like, all right, if your son comes to you and says, daddy, I want to be a girl. Ask your son, son, what is a girl? Mm, that's a good one. What is he going to do? He's going to say, uh, well, he might, he might, so obviously that's extremely controversial you cannot be a celebrity you cannot be a rapper you cannot be an rb artist and saying you cannot be in the industry and be saying things like this i don't know if you guys remember that uh candace owens when she used to work for prager u um, before she got hired with the daily wire that she interviewed mario lopez hispanic actor also in the industry and he had similar things to say just a couple of years ago. I forget exactly, maybe four or five years ago. He came on our show and essentially said like, yeah, man, like I think this trans ideology is pretty radical. I don't know about these pills. Like you shouldn't be letting your three-year-old transition or your four-year-old. And they came after him and he had to make a public apology for that as well. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough spot to be in because obviously as a celebrity, if someone – you, regardless of what people think, and I know that you and I, we probably don't have a lot of sympathy for these people. I know a lot of people when it comes to Hollywood actors and actresses, who cares? I, and I get that. It's a sentiment that is very normal and uh, usual uh, over on the independent side, right-leaning side. It's like, dude, who cares, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, these people have, uh, they have their own opinions as well. And here again, we see censorship. Once again, it's the same thing with Jennifer Aniston, the same thing with Jamie Foxx, the same thing with this NASCAR driver. It's just this ongoing censorship of things. Um, and and, and it, we got to get to see, you know, and, and, and I'll read his apology here so you guys have a better understanding. 
So this is Neo after that interview came out and people were saying, hey, this is actually a good take. This is important to have, important conversation to have. It says, I'd like to express my deepest apologies. So this is Neo says, after much reflection, (laughs) after much reflection, you mean after you got the call, my friend, after much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedoms of expression and pursuit of happiness. So that's what he said. Let's see how people, uh, my boy Aldo, embarrassing, says, uh, Natalie says, I've never heard of you before, so my opinion won't carry much weight. I only heard of you because of this, and I respected you for it, but now I see you've caved, so the respect lasted. All of a morning, basically. Robbie Starbucks says, do not apologize to these monsters who are trying to destroy kids. Be a man and take a stand for kids. Don't cue this lunacy. Gina Bontemple says, you're a coward. Graham Allen says, it's sad. Your label forced you on your knees for telling the truth. This is cowardice. Uh, Xavier, out of prayer, you says, do not be weak, Neo. You spoke facts that needed to be heard. Libs of TikTok says, weak. You have nothing to apologize for. Massive L. George Alexopoulos says, I don't know who you are, but you sound like a spanked... <laughs> B word. <laughs> it says uh, Seth Dillon out of the Babylon B says never apologize to the cancel mob. Uh, Wilfred Riley says, look at the comments, dog. You're a legendary R&B singer with a 70% female audience. Who do you think objects to what you said in the real world? It's true. It says the hostage letters are getting longer. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. The hostage letters are getting better. Uh, the fool, uh, political bunny says, never bend the knee. It won't be enough for the mob. They'll continue to attack and hate you, even with the statement. And now you've pissed off the people who support you for being honest. Let me let me tell you something, man. And 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 I say this all the time: is people have tried to cancel me. People have tried to come after me. People have tried to grab my statements out of context and say this this man is not who he says he is. He's not Christian by any stretch of the imagination. He is not. Um, no one that should be respected, et cetera, et cetera. And it's because of honest takes that I have. I have Christians that are angry at me because I call Christians weak and complacent and tolerant. I have, uh, you know, people of other religions that don't like that. I stand so firm in my beliefs and and my, and and the truth of, of the gospel. I have conservatives that don't think I'm conservative enough or think I'm too conservative. I have Christians that say that I am too extremist, that say I am a Bible-thumping bigot. And every single time, and I always tell my audiences, I don't care what you think. I really don't. And whenever I've talked about you know, the LGBT crowd, just, just this week, look. This is what I had to, you know, I, I had to say, and and you know, people might have a problem with it. And this was after, um, uh, you go, yeah. I, I Nicole says, you know, you get called a grifter. It's it's just never ending with the names, you know. It's never ending, and it's to the point where I, I don't care. You know, other Hispanics and Latinos tell me that I am whitewashed, that I am. Uh, white parallel that I am trying to be white because I'm a conservative man, because I wish to take care of my values and, and my traditions and the religion that was instilled inside of me and handed down from generation to generation. If I cared what people thought about me, I wouldn't be who I am today. And sure, I'm not as influential as Neo. 
Sure, it might not have a lot to lose the way these celebrities do. But one thing that I that I reflect on is is if if anything, being honest at who I am has only helped me grow because I think that people see past the BS, past the name calling, and they're like, you know what, this Anthony guy, this Anthony fellow, I think I like this guy. I think I like what he has to say. I like his opinions. Um, and I like that he doesn't cave to the mob. I think I'm going to hit that follow button. I think I'm going to hit that subscribe button. I think I like his podcast. And I think I like I like the guests that he's having on. I'm going to go ahead and subscribe for $10 a month or $5 a month. And that was never my intention. I, I'll be honest. When I started all of this online, I didn't think it was going to get past just Instagram. And now we're on different socials. Now we make millions of impressions a month. Now we've got gubernatorial candidates coming into the office, so on and so forth. And even then, it's not about that, right? It's about keeping true to who I am. Because I, I want to show people, and, and I guess this is where I differ from many, is you don't have to cave to the mob. You don't have to cave to the people trying to destroy you. You have to fight back against them. You don't apologize, Neil. You don't apologize, Jamie Foxx. You don't apologize. But the reality is for a lot of these celebrities, all they know and all they've ever wanted was fame and fortune, publicity, celebrity status. Because to them, that's their entire life. I come from nothing. I, I come from a single parent home of an immigrant mother. Um, not devaluing the situation, but it's just we, we were dirt, dirt poor. Um, we didn't have a lot. And I still don't have a lot. And that's fine with me. And I'd be willing to lose everything if it meant standing up for what I believe in and the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and my Christian values and morals. There's nothing you can take away from me that would have me just bend the knee and say, you know what? I apologize for what I said. I apologize for the meme, et cetera, et cetera. If I wasn't genuinely sorry about it, clearly this is a media hit on the guy. He said something he wasn't supposed to. They came after him. They made the phone calls and said, you need to issue an apology. But the damage is already done. People see you for who you are. So why would you apologize? Why would Jennifer Aniston need to apologize? Why would Jamie Foxx? Why would Mario Lopez? Why would Neo? Why would this NASCAR? The damage is already done. They've already suspended you. Why would you apologize? It's like it's in hopes that they bring you back because you're already in this institution. You're already in the company. You're already, you know, and so J Jane Doe, that's so funny. Um, the comment you posted. So why would you apologize? It just doesn't make sense. Again, if you don't believe it, if if you think it's fine with what you did, like liking a meme, it, it doesn't mean that you hate George Floyd. It, you know, saying this about children doesn't mean that you hate the LGBT. Saying what you said about how they killed Jesus doesn't mean that you're anti-Semitic. Just say what you want. There's no more freedom in that. I I would rather be poor and free than be extremely rich and and be handcuffed and every five minutes receiving phone calls of what I can say and cannot say. That's just not a life worth living to me. That's not a life. You get one life. You want to spend it in handcuffs. You want to spend it tied down to corporations and sponsors and, and phone calls every five minutes on what you can and cannot say, how you can dress or cannot dress, what you can say on your own social medias. Dude, the reason you have 
followers in an audience is not because of some dork sitting behind uh, a desk making a phone call every five minutes telling what you can and cannot do. Those are red tape that you it, – it, it's like um, – I'm sure you guys have seen those videos of like dogs and horses where they have a leash and their owner is pulling them. And then they pretend to tie them up. But because the dog has been so well-trained, the horse has been so well-trained that that action of tying it up to something, even if it's not means that that's where you stay. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Because it's a trained animal. Neo, Aniston, Fox, Noah, you guys are not trained animals. You guys should be free to do all these things. And you don't have to apologize, man. You know, and I don't, I highly doubt all five of those people are tuned into my podcast today. Maybe, who knows? You know, you never know if it ever reaches them, however it may be. But this is not, I don't know. It's just, if anything, that's what my biggest problem with Hollywood and these celebrities are, is that you can never tell if they're authentic or not. Are they paid, even, even during the pandemic? Remember when they were all in unison and they were singing songs? Imagine all the people and, and they were, you know, hey, go out and get this. And it turns out that they were all being paid for the same messaging. They were all being paid to do this. These people are so fake. It, it, it's hard to know who the true them is anymore. They're not authentic. They're paid to say things. They're paid for, for sponsorships. They're paid for messaging. They're paid for their platforms, to their likeness. And now I'm not sure if you guys have heard. I've even heard that uh, a, there, there's going to be AI companies that are willing to pay celebrities for their likeness, meaning can we pay to, to copyright your voice, to copyright your likeness? Can we use you on ads? You don't even have to come in. Just sign away your likeness to this AI company who will do all the work. So imagine, right? I, what is it? The Kardashians have like a tequila brand or something like that that they were kind of getting in trouble with. One of the Kardashians was selling like tequila that had like a, a Hispanic name to the tequila. And people were saying that they were culture, culturally appropriating the tequila brand because tequila is Hispanic. And the name that it was using was Hispanic. What is an Armenian influencer, a Kardashian, uh, you know, doing, selling tequila? This is what we have. This is what the Hispanic community. Now, imagine, and you know, let's say this tequila company said, hey, we want to reach out to a Kardashian to sell our brand, but we don't even need them to come in for photo shoots. We don't need them to record a message for us. We don't need them in a studio. We don't need to fly them out. We have an AI company that we partner with for marketing and digital ads. All we need is for them to sign over their likeness and we can do everything on our end. Everything will be done via AI. And maybe, just maybe, there will be something in the branding. There might be like a little disclaimer, maybe on a footnote somewhere, you know, uh, where it says uh, this is not actually Kim Kardashian. Uh, this is AI model, but we have copyrights on her likeness. Isn't that insane to think about? Imagine a company saying, we want to hire you to promote tequila. All we need is your likeness. We don't need you to come into. Yeah, <laughs> Alyssa's like, I'm pretty sure there's a Black Mirror episode about that. I, I almost guarantee that there is. I haven't kept up with uh, Black Mirror. I'll be very honest. But um, it's, it's kind of interesting to think about. Imagine 
you know, hey, Anthony, we want to pay you to promote, you know, this book or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know, where are you guys located? Virginia. Like, oh, but don't worry. You don't have to come in. Just sign over your likeness. We're willing to pay you $10,000 for your likeness. And we can just come out with the messaging. We can make you say whatever we want. We will whatever. And then you just authorize it. And then that's it. That's really nuts to think about. And, and it kind of just goes further into like the AI stuff and and Elon Musk wanting to computer chip everyone in their brain and and all that crazy stuff. But um, that's where that's where we are now, man. And that's why maybe just maybe if you guys look here at the screen, um, it says here, you know, what's happening? What's trending? The mark of the beast. I don't know. Conspiracy theory. I don't know. Right. All right. Moving on to this next segment. Um, this is very interesting. It says, and I actually posted this and I did a little bit of research here for you guys. It says, this is the first time that I'm hearing that an Air Force base in Texas, of all places, Deep Red, Texas, is offering on-base clinical services to active duty members, including Space Force members, trans care. Clinic resource are for members, quote, seeking to initiate or continue gender care transition. So this is the video that I originally saw, and I'm going to share that here with you guys. And, of course, you guys can hear the audio for yourself. But as you don't know me, my name Oh, man. It has audio. You know what? I'll just demonetize. I mean, it has music. I'm just going to demonetize this video so I don't get a strike on it. Okay, that's what I'll do for you guys because it's a three-minute audio. I want you guys to hear this, and then we're going to head on over to the website so you guys can see what's happening. And we all knew... I called it. I called it. I called it. We all knew this was happening. Check this out. This is uh, Libs of TikTok post this on her uh, uh, Twitter or X account. Sorry. And then this is TikTok. And this person appears to be active duty Air Force. It says Emmett the Yo or Emmett the Yo. I don't know. Or Emmett Theo. I'm not sure. But this is the video. This is going to be a bit of a longer video. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Emmett. I'm a transgender man in the United States military, specifically the Air Force, but I don't think that's too important. I am pre-op, pre-T, but not for long. Um, let me explain. So in the Air Force, right, if you're a trans member wanting to transition, you meet with your mental health provider um, and they put together like a package, a bunch of paperwork to send you to Texas. Now, why Texas? I'm sure you guys have all seen the bills that have been proposed. Texas doesn't seem the most friendly for, you know, transgender individuals. However, in San Antonio, there's a base with a really, really nice clinic on it. Um, and that's where the transgender headquarters are called. It's called FEMU. It's an acronym. So basically what you do is you do a TDY. That means temporary duty. So they send you from your current duty station to Texas. All right. <clears throat> I just want to break down this video for you guys. So... If you're not following, or in case you need some clearing up, this person is an active duty in the Air Force. And they're saying that in Texas, in order to bypass all the very strict state sanction by Governor Greg Abbott and the state legislature Republicans that have gone so vehemently against transgender care and hormones, etc., there is a headquarters. Let me say that again. It's not just a regular clinic. It is a headquarters for THMU, MEU. Now, THMU is the Transgender Health Medical Evaluation Unit. I'll go into this website in just a second for you guys. And what they are doing is anyone that's in the Air Force or the Space Force or Air Force Reservists 
or Air Force National Guard, you are able to temporarily be assigned on orders to San Antonio, Texas to begin treatment or continue treatment as a transgender person. That's right. So let's let's continue with this video. About this is back in May when I had my initial um, meeting with my mental health provider. They said that it was medically necessary for me to transition. Basically, I got diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and they're like, "Yep, this needs to happen." That was kind of a long introduction, but now I'm finally here. And the appointments they go over, we have appointments with like an endocrinologist, we have appointments with nutrition, we have appointments with surgeons, with everybody. Basically, just like giving us a ton of information. What they do is put together a treatment plan, right? So it's basically like, this is when this individual is going to start hormones. This is when they're going to get top surgery. Like they just give like ballpark, right? Ballpark estimates. Now, luckily the people that work in this clinic are extremely good. They are so respectful. They love what they do. And by the time you get to the clinic, things move fast because they, they know that this is a necessary life-saving thing for a lot of people. I go home on Friday and by the time I get back to my home station, I should be on hormones within a couple weeks, which is insane. I've been dreaming about this moment and I'm so close. I'm going to be on T by the end of the month. Now, as far as top surgery goes, I don't particularly have an exact date yet. I do know when I'm going to talk to my mental health provider and get a letter of recommendation for top surgery, which is in March. Now, some things are recommendations as far as surgeries go and some things are necessary right so top surgery there's recommendations for how long you should be on hormones but they don't have like a clear-cut deadline for anything affecting fertility so for me a trans guy hysterectomy or bottom surgery i need to wait at minimum 12 months on hormones and with real life experience basically there's this thing called an etp exception to policy which allows me to present as a man on base use the male facilities um, wear the male uniforms and once that is signed by a bunch of people, it goes through this huge process, then my real life experience starts, even though I've been living as a trans guy for like almost a year. The military just needs a way to quantify things because of insurance purposes. Long story short, everything has been going so well. This is everything I've been dreaming about, and I'm so excited to keep you guys updated. Mm. Okay. There's so much to break down here. So, <clears throat> the military now has clinics in red states that have laws against transgenderism. So the federal government, Joe Biden's federal government, has found a way, a loophole, to have clinics on military bases, federal government property and land. To bypass state laws, its headquarters is in Texas, of all places. Deep red Texas. Deep, deep, deep red, huh? This is being allowed. And this person says that there is a process to start this for insurance policy. So, so this is being covered by their insurance. All this entire process is being covered, the, the surgeries, the hormone therapies, all this stuff, while being active duty. So you're active duty and you're taking all these treatments and hormones and you're having surgeries that could potentially take months to recover from? This is the first time I've ever heard of this. And this is already normal 
and happening inside the Air Force. That I'm aware of, this is the only facility in the entire nation. I don't know. I tried researching to see if there were any other ones in different branches or what. But I'm going to show you guys the website here because things have just escalated severely. Severely. So this is the website. And this is um, uh, 59mdw.airforce.mil or .af.mil. So it's a military website. This is not like some, you know, 4chan channel. So it says the 59th Minimal Wing Transgender Health Medical Evaluation Unit or THMU. Location, first floor, wing D. Hours of operation are from 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. You, there's a telephone number. I've actually emailed the clinic because I have a lot of questions. Um, I've asked to be put in contact with their um, with their journalists or their media team, I guess, so I can ask the questions that I want answered because this is, again, nobody knows about this, by the way. No one's talking about this. Not Alex Jones, not um, Dan Bongino. Excuse me. I'm the only person that knows about this is top secret information. I'm not supposed to be telling you this. The government might be knocking on my door a little bit later for exposing this, but nobody's talking about this. And this is pretty insane. It says the THMEU is a global clinical resource for all department of the air force to include airs, air reserve component and air national guard, as well as space force members seeking to initiate. And that's very important to initiate or continue gender transition while in service and a consultative resource for military treatment facility, MTF providers and commanders working with transgender service members. The THMEU provides clinical recommendations based on current department of defense, DOD and department of the air force, DAF policies, as well as the latest endocrine society guidelines and other clinical standards for transgender care in order to ensure a safe and medically appropriate transition for all total force airmen. Most recently, the THMEU was directed to oversee the profiling of all airmen diagnosed with gender dysphoria, thus ensuring optimal readiness and deployability for this patient population. The THMEU offers a four-day medical TDY, which provides evaluation and management services from several medical and surgical subspecialties. Now, let me explain how TDY works for those of you who were not military or don't know um, uh, military jargon. So as the person stated, if you're not in the state of Texas or if you're not stationed at this where the clinic is, I, I believe it was Dallas, um, if, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, or San Antonio, I think. Um, so you can be in California. You can be an air. You can be an Air Force active duty station in a different country, and you can get TDY orders, temporarily assigned orders, to this base out in Texas for four days to get provided evaluation and management services from several medical and, and surgical subspecialties. You can be Air Force deployed in South Korea, and if you get diagnosed with gender dysphoria while out there, you get four days paid for, which include flight, food, 
travel expenses, daily cost of living, which includes food, right? And, and, and gas, if you need to rent a car, whatever the case might be. And then they put you up at the base, maybe even a hotel if there's no on, on, on-site barracks. They put you at a nearby hotel to get a value for this. Now, the only disclaimer I will have is I don't believe this is a large percentage of Air Force active duty or reservists or Space Force that are actively being diagnosed with dysphoria or uh, seeking to get seen at this facility. So I would argue it's probably not a lot of people, but that's still probably tens of thousands of dollars just for this four-day medical temporary assigned duty to this base just to be seen and evaluated. That's not including future surgeries. That's not including future hormone treatment. I need to I need to expand this for just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, American citizens everywhere, for the first time, in U.S. military history, the federal government is funding transgenderism with your taxpayer dollars. Its headquarters is in deep red, deep Christian, Texas, and there's nothing that the state government could do about this. This was strategically put in place, and I guarantee you it's going to continue to happen in red states everywhere that are going after these surgeons, these doctors, etc. Because Joe Biden himself and his administration swore, Catholic Joe Biden swore that if states come after the transgender youth and adults, that they will bypass state governments to install these clinics and ensure that every LGBT person, specifically trans person, has access to this type of health care and hormones and treatments in all 50 states. And here's my question, or I guess my message to people. Do you get it yet? Do you understand how much these nation leaders are satanic? Do you understand that even when the state governors say this has to end in order to protect the most innocent, the federal government says, you want to bet? Fine. We're going to use federal land and these military bases to install these clinics and use taxpayer money to pay for all of it. Do you get how it's not live and let live anymore? Are you awake yet? Are you still sitting on that fence? Do you get, do you finally understand that there is no compromising or tolerance of evil? Do you get it yet? That even when you use full state power giving to you, bestowed upon you, when you are a governor of a state, that even then the federal government, the satanic agenda, will find a way to instill itself onto you. And there are still Christians today that believe it's just better to stay out of it. It's better not to be involved. It's better not to fight back. It's better to just live and let live. 
You get it yet? Are you listening? Isn't that nuts that that's where we are today? And no one's talking about this. The federal government has found a loophole to go into deep red states and make these clinics available. And I understand. I know you're probably sitting there like, Anthony, this doesn't apply for little kids. It doesn't apply to everybody. It only applies to active duty members. If you're thinking that way, if you're coping that way, I get it. You want to believe that that's where it stops. But let me ask you a serious question. Since same-sex marriage was allowed back in 2014, and it looks like it might be overturned next year, I, I firmly believe that it will next year, right before election. I believe that um, Orbergefell will be overturned. I believe that was the case that allowed same-sex marriage at the federal level, making it legal in all 50 states. Did it stop then? Did it stop with, we just want to get married? Did it stop there? Or has it only continually gotten worse? Did it really just stop at, we only want to get married? Or did it get into, well, now we just want you to bake the cake. Well, now we just want you to make the website for us. Well, now we want trans surgeries. Well, now I want to be a woman, even though I'm a man. Well, now my child is transsexual, and we want surgeries for them. Do you get it yet? Do you get that no matter how much you try to convince yourself that it's finally going to stop, it never will, because this is an evil and satanic agenda by evil and satanic people? Do you get it? I hope you do. Because if not, I'll just keep reminding you every couple of weeks when something new and insane is discovered or talked about by the people. Exactly. For now, queso, until they open it up to the public. Right? So this says uh, the THMEU offers other services such as educational platforms on transgender clinical care and military policy for patients, staff providers, and other members of the Air Force, direct patient care for cross-sex hormone therapy, mental health services, speech therapy, and surgical consults is available globally via telehealth, ensuring access to medically necessary care for this patient population across the Air Force Medical Service. The unit also conducts quality improvement and research studies on transgender health. That's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. Can't. Can't even be angry, man. Can't even be shocked. This is just the way it is. Yeah, Jane Doe. Travel expenses paid on the government's dime. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. And this is where we are. And I keep telling you guys, it's got to get worse. You know, it really does. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and end it there, guys. I do have a guest coming on here shortly. Uh, if you guys do not follow me over on Rumble, if you guys uh, do not follow me over on Twitter, make sure you do. I'm going to be uploading. I'm going to be um, interviewing. I'll give you guys a little preview here. Um, Dr. Shannon Croner, she is the author of I'm Unvaccinated, and that's okay. And obviously, this is going to be a conversation that we're not going to be able to 
put on YouTube or Meta. So that's why I ask that you guys please go to the link in the bio right now. It'll be on my Patreon for subscribers. It'll be on YouTube for or not. I just said no YouTube. It'll be on Rumble for free, and it'll be on Twitter for free. I'm going to upload the entire thing. She's set to be here in about 20 minutes. Looking forward to having a conversation. Don't worry, Telegram gang. I got all your questions on my notes as well, so I'll ask the questions. Uh, but that's also why you want to be a paid subscriber. If you're not a paid subscriber, uh, you don't have access to my Telegram. If you are a paid subscriber, uh, for as little as $5 a month, you get, get access to my Telegram so that you guys can ask questions. You guys know ahead of the time who we're going to be interviewing. You can ask the questions, submit your questions, have behind the scenes, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll leave it there. You guys have a good rest of your Monday. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. And then I will share the links with you once I interview the doctor. And um, we'll, see you, we'll see you tomorrow, God willing, Tuesday, August 8th. I'll see you guys. Take care. God bless. Have a good rest of your Monday. See you guys.